Yeah, that's Derek, a terrible. Just... That's a terrible hire. Okay, you are a Stanley Stone. No, that's a bad hire. Okay, wait and see. It's, Bro, y'all's whole y'all's whole team's opting out. Opting out of all, what? Almost all like Kevin Steele's gone now. You're not gonna have good, a good defense. Good. Well, you're just gonna hire Will Muschamp? No. No. Come on, we've already, we've, no. You're gonna hire Will Muschamp. You're gonna hire literally. I already, already tried that. Hire. Didn't work. Well, this isn't the co- this isn't the college podcast episode. This is this is the NFL episode. So this is the Auburn do- episode. No, we're not doing an episode dedicated to failure. <laughs> Call when you can get in the playoff. All right, hold on, hold Roll on. Tide. Who do you like? I'm about to get fired up. Who do you like? Roll Tide? <laughs> oh yeah, what? What's your? You, you just fired your head coach. who went three and five against Nick Saban. You sure? Sure, y'all making the right decisions over there? I'm putting yeah. this crap. I'm putting this in the episodes. Y'all go at it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I'm glad we fired him. Why? He, he did nothing wrong, dude. He dude. lost. He didn't win football games. And you think Brian Harson's a uh, guy who coached in the Mountain West is going to come in and turn Auburn around? You, you think Nick Saban, the dude that coached at Michigan State, is going to come in and turn that around? He won a national title at LSU, Bubba. So. But he didn't at Michigan State. He failed in the yeah. NFL. So what makes you think? Like, it's the, the NFL. same situation. Right. Why, he failed. That's why he went to. That's why he went to the uh, the playoffs twice in the NFL. And at Michigan State, the only reason I'm he left about Michigan to wig State out. The only reason he went left Michigan State was because uh, they wouldn't give him uh, any recruiting budget. He didn't want to leave Michigan State. Oh, by the way, he's picked uh, every Michigan State head coach since he left. The man still loves Michigan State. Wouldn't give him a recruiting budget. Wouldn't give him better football facilities. So, yeah, come again at that argument, sir. All right, guys. Brian, All wait, right. hold on. No, hold on. This ain't – what kind of Republican <laughs> bullshit is this? We ain't even gotten to argue yet. This ain't no Joe Biden bullshit. All right. So, Brian Harson's 44 years old. So, he ain't been coaching very long. And That's pretty what's old. he likes? Not really. Nick Saban's 69. That's and really old, but forty four ain't. I mean, I think I think Saban's one of the the top five oldest coaches in college. Tom Brady's sure. forty three and still throwing touchdowns as I speak right now. Yeah, he's also has uh, <laughs> you know that kind of goat energy that Nick Saban has, so he can keep going. Oh on. yeah. All right, so Landon, you know Saban's the goat. <laughs> okay, but that don't make tomorrow, Brian Harson hey, a bad head coach. Because well, I'm not comparing... saying he's a bad head coach. I'm saying he's a bad hire. He's going to get fired in three years because he's not beating Nick Saban like Gus Malzahn was. This yeah, is hard mean... to figure out. Auburn no, it is somebody hard to figure out. To Gus win. Malzahn wasn't winning shit if he was three and five. Bro, he, he was, was three and five, five against, against Saban. Six. That's solid. That's solid as hell. Dude, everybody hopped on the Ogeron train and he's winning. one and three against Saban. Everybody hopped on the Ogeron train and he's one and three against Saban. You just fired Ogeron your head coach. is a retard. He don't, well, everybody he don't, knows that, but everybody was hopping on the Coach O train saying he's taking over the SEC uh, last year. I'm, still not, I'm, not con, I'm not convinced Brian Harson is a good hire. Football hire, yes, but, I mean, just like we talked about in the last episode, literally is Auburn's the coach. same way. He, he's a, he's a good, it's a good football hire. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about literally the donors are going to run him out when he starts losing to Alabama. He has no play. No, I don't think Bo, so. Bo Nick. Oh, you don't think so? Dude, they ran out Gus Malzahn. Don't hate does. on Bo Nix. He, lo- he loves Bo Nix. Do not. No, Bo is Bo. T- it's Bo's time to sit the hell down 
and oh, Demetrius okay. Davis to come on and tote the rock. I I, I, I do have. I do have to pack soon, so we are gonna have to actually record the actual episode at some point. All right, let's let's get it going then. Just tell us when we're going. Who's opening it up? I will. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Glad y'all are watching with us today. I'm Trey Phillips. I'm Eli Massingill. I'm Landon Lewis, and y'all are listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks Podcast. Got a little playoff talk today. Uh, three big games tonight. Let's go ahead and start with the Colts and the Bills. Uh, for one, I felt I feel really bad for Philip Rivers. I just want to start that off. Uh, I think I don't know if he announced his retirement yet, but pretty no, sure that he, was no. All he said was if he it's I think it's on Indianapolis's side now because he said if he's meant to be in Philly next year he'll be in or I'm sorry in Indy next year he'll be in Indy. So it's on it's on Indianapolis's side now. Yeah, but it is – I have heard rumors it could be his last game. And if that's the case, great career. Sad he couldn't get it done. But I think we saw tonight that Josh Allen uh, is the real deal. What were your guys' thoughts on that game, if y'all ever will see any of it? So, Josh Allen is really a good dual-threat quarterback. I think everybody kind of already knew that. Um, but he's been doing it the regular season, and now he's finally doing it in the playoffs against quality competition. So I'm kind of with you. I think he's a real deal. I mean, he uh, was 26 of 35 uh, through the air. You know, had a lot of yards, racked up 325, I believe. Yeah, uh, had 11, 11, 11 carries on the ground, 54 yards. Not a lot. But when you're talking about a quarterback in the NFL, especially uh, a league that hasn't really transitioned into the full spread offense yet with a mobile quarterback. It's pretty good, especially when he can get in the end zone with his legs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, had 74% completion percentage tonight, 85 QBR. So uh, had a really good night. And Stephon Diggs, uh, he kind of surprised me this year. Turned out he's definitely easily a top five receiver this year. Think, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's leading the NFL in receiving yards this year. So. I believe that's true. I, I actually had the Colts pick to win tonight, and uh, sadly mistaken. It was a close game, though. I think Jonathan Taylor uh, will be the real deal. Eventually. Well, Trey, get this. Colts led in every single stat line, except for passing yards, but they led in every single stat line. They ran almost 25 more plays than the Bills, and they went 2-5 and five in the red zone. That's the only reason why they lost the game, because you you got to score in the red zone in the NFL. You just can't. You got to, yeah, you got to finish your drive. Can't come away empty handed. Uh, and we had the Rams and Seahawks, another big game. Uh, let's, I got to talk, I just want to bring up DK Metcalf because he's going to be insane. I think, uh, DK, you're looking at the next great wide receiver. Definitely going to be at the top of the league for a while. Uh, yeah. What about uh John Wolford? Walford? Is that his name? Yeah, he he took a big he, hit. Well, he started the game, you know, so that's his first postseason start. But Goff came in and and did oh, okay. I, I don't think I think Goff has regressed since the Super Bowl year. He's gone backwards in his progression. Yeah, and I was on the Jared Goff train for a while, but. Uh, he definitely when he when that year they went to the Super Bowl, I really thought he was going to be good because that's when they fired Jeff Fisher, 
uh, brought in the new staff and all that Sean stuff. McVay. Yeah, and he really had a good year, and I was like, that's what he needed, and now he's about to take over the league. And he has just kind of fell off a little bit, but I think he came in and uh, did a pretty good job, was able to keep the lead. And, I mean, Seattle's defense is not known for defending the pass very well, especially this year, but I think he made I mean, his, the throws he needed to make and was able to kind of control the game enough to get it done. I mean, did a lot on the ground. You know, Akers was 20, 28 carries. So, I mean, you know, big difference there. Not not necessarily a balance. I don't know what Wolford's stats were, but it wasn't necessarily a balanced attack once Wolford went down uh, for the Rams. Um, Seahawks, you know, it's the uh, the first year in the Pete Carroll era when the Seahawks did not win at least one playoff game. Yeah, I did. I actually did see that. And so, uh, another – speaking of coaching stats, I actually saw this. Sean McVay is now 37-0 and when leading at halftime which that's pretty dang impressive. That just shows he knows how to kind of control the game, manage the clock, and kind of hold on to a lead. But uh, going back to Cam Akers, uh, he had 28 rushes for 130 and a touchdown. But like you said, I mean, he was just kind of like the workhorse, kind of the stable back all night. Uh, got a lot of carries and just kind of was used to milk the clock pretty well. Well, I mean, it's, it's evident that the Rams aren't, uh, Sean McVay does not trust Jared Goff anymore. Um, I mean, I feel like obviously when he had to put him in the game because Wolford went down with a big hit, you know, he, he just doesn't trust him. I mean, he only – I mean, Jared Goff, he, he went to the Super Bowl. He took the Rams to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, he does, they don't trust him. I'm not sure for what reason it is, but they don't trust him because, I mean, he was 9 of 19, which isn't great. You know, what, 50% almost, a little, little over – we're under fifty percent. So right, somewhere around I mean, there. yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on there because I haven't been following the Rams that much this year. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but the Rams are gonna have to figure that out because if they're gonna make a deep playoff run, they're gonna have to get a more balanced attack than running only nineteen pass plays and rushing the ball for thirty five times. Yeah, they're definitely gonna have to get that. But their defense, I think, I mean their defense can really help them stay in any game. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I saw Aaron Donald. I don't know how many sacks he had, but I noticed at least two times uh, that he, Aaron Donald saved a touchdown by just getting pressure on the quarterback. There was one where DK Metcalf was just wide open, and Aaron Aaron Donald was up in Russell Wilson's face and kind of caused an overthrow that's definitely saved some touchdowns. And Jalen Ramsey saw a stat line of him versus DK this season. It was like 53 routes, four targets, and one catch or something crazy, and I, I would say he's the best corner in the league. I know there's a bunch of guys that can be in that conversation, but I would have Jalen Ramsey at number one. I can yeah, agree so, that. yeah, I, I would go with it. Um, Russell Wilson, I, I caught the end of the game. I, I didn't catch the whole game. I caught like the last five or six minutes. It took forever. It was one of those games that just took forever, and it was just like, let's hurry up, run the ball, finish this thing. Um, right. Yeah, I watched yeah. it. Uh, Russ, the, the defensive line for the Rams was in his face. Basically, you know, I saw some of the highlights from the game, and they were in his face the entire time. Yeah. Um, but especially at the end of the game when they had to play because, you know, Seattle scores, his, scores a touchdown with, I think, 225 left in the game, something like that, because I turned it on and they were getting ready to score. 
So they scored a lot of long – we're scoring on some long plays and getting some long plays, but the Rams' defense was able to step it up at the end of the game. So that's that's always good. And they, I think it will help them. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Rams had five sacks with uh, 15 pressures tonight. 15 so, QBR. Yeah. That was, yeah. And that really – that's also kind of speaks to Seattle's O-line because, I mean, they did not have a good year at all this year, really. And it really came back to get them tonight because – I mean, Russell Wilson's as good as it gets in the NFL. Like he's a good quarterback, but you got to have time, and you got to you got to have time to make your reads and make your throws. And he didn't have that tonight. And they actually, I think the scoreboard, I think the scoreboard was a lot closer than the game actually was. Because like yes. you said, I mean, Agreed. it was thirty, it was thirty to thirteen. Uh, game was pretty much over, and then Seattle, you know, kind of taxed one on at the end. But the Rams. Really, were in control of that game pretty much all night. Did Russ throw a pick six? Did I hear that yes. correctly? Yeah, yeah, on a on a, a little screen route, just a little quick that's screen. Was, that's what I heard. Russ was only eleven and twenty five, and, and typically he's he's known for you know being one of the few mobile quarterbacks that really has a great completion rating. Um, is always able to find a receiver, scramble around, and get at what he's got to do. So I'm with you. I think that really um, shows just how how good that Rams defensive line is because if you're pressuring Russell Wilson the whole time, and, and I mean, he's under 50% in a playoff game that he's typically, you know, really strived in and, and given some of his best work. I think that says a lot to the Rams defense. Yeah, definitely. If you make him go 11 for 25, you're doing something right. And uh, actually, we're actually recording this episode in the middle of the Redskins or uh, the football team and Buccaneers <laughs> game going on right now yeah so, um it's saying a, that heineke just rushed for a touchdown uh, i think they're i think it's gonna stand it's oh yeah let's talk about that heineke and um john wolford both had their first career starts today both in playoff games um it would be crazy if if the football team that's weird to say if the football team <laughs> Was uh, was able to beat Tom Brady tonight, but they're they're going for two right now as we speak. What Let's score see. do you have? I've got eighteen to ten. I got eighteen sixteen. Heineke just scored, and they just said it was good. Okay. So, right. yeah, they're going for two right now. And shotgun, typical. You know, hell yeah. Didn't get it. That play was dead. So the thing I will say is. If Washington's going to have a chance tonight, it's got to be because of their, their D-line. That's where it's going to come from. Uh, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, uh, Jonathan Allen, and Deron Payne. If if they're going to have any shot, they've got to get pressure, and it's going to be uh, those four up front that's going to have to go off. And obviously, uh, Terry McLaurin, a very underrated receiver, he's got to have a good night tonight too. But I was curious about the decision not to start Alex Smith because I was – uh, really expecting to see him be the one playing tonight. And honestly, I didn't hear any news coverage or any, like, pregame announcement. I didn't find out Alex Smith wasn't playing until, like, I turned the TV on and I was like, that ain't number 11. Yeah. So, I'm interested Hey, Landon, real quick. Hey, Landon, did you, did you hear two names on that defensive line? Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Yeah. Ask, Who are ask they? Your Auburn, oh, yeah. Ask your Auburn quarterbacks about them. They were, they were looking at them from their backs a lot of times. I ain't heard of them before. Of course you haven't. <laughs> you ever heard of Derek Brown before? Yeah, or Nick okay. Fairley? You ever heard of championship rings? 
with a bull, with a with a superior head coach. Have you heard of a eleven and ten since? No, you've heard of ten and eleven since two thousand. Not eleven and ten. Sorry. Yeah, and how many how many titles do you guys win with Tommy Tuberville? About thirty. Yeah, I'm talking about All national right. titles, buddy. All right, back to the NFL. After that, we had a little <laughs> a little Iron Bowl rivalry going on here. Love to see it. Isn't Deron Payne the one that caught that touchdown pass against Clemson? Oh yes, he is. I thought he's also the he's he's also the same guy the uh, the game after that that intercepted a Jake Fromm pass and almost took it to the house during the national title game. Yeah, I'll never forget that little flat route he ran against Clemson. A little toe tap. Anyways, um, I per- I think yeah I think the Bucks are going to win this game. Uh, I don't see anybody stopping their offense. But I well, would like the football team's done it twice in this quarter now. So, yeah, I'm. But I'm, I'm, I give it time. Brady, Brady will have it at the end of the game. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, if it comes down to a one possession game or a tie game late, I'm definitely going with the Bucks. But I, Tom Brady has thrown some pick sixes this year, which is kind of uncharacteristic of him. So, I mean, anything's possible. But the game we really wanted to preview was tomorrow. Uh, the Titans versus Ravens. Uh, some other big games tomorrow too, obviously. But I'm a big Titans fan, so we're gonna have to we're gonna spotlight that game. Uh, I'm picking the Titans. I'm sure. I don't know what what do y'all guys who who do y'all guys have? Yeah, I, I've got the Titans. I don't I don't think anybody's stopping Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just yeah. I got the Titans. Same game as last year. What's the point spread on that game? Three and a half. Um, I'm a, three and a half. You over, you over or under? You 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 got Baltimore to cover it or Baltimore's favored? Oh, okay. Baltimore's favored. Okay. I, I I've got I've got Tennessee. I've got Tennessee. I got over Tennessee by ten. Game. Yeah, I'm I, I'm gonna probably I'm gonna probably say two score game. I'm going Tennessee by three. But I. Okay. What do y'all over or under Derrick Henry two thirty on the ground? I'm taking the under. 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 I'm going to say he's going to get 200. I don't think he's going to get 230. Yeah, I'm going going under. I'm I'm going 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 140. I'll take I'll take 175 to 200 on the ground, but I don't think he's going to get 230. I'm going 230 plus. I think it's going to be his day. It's been his day for the entire second half of the season. Y'all acted like 140 was bad for him. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, 140 is great for running back. They got Kalias Campbell. They got players in that defense. Man, these Bucks Bucks receivers are dropping the ball all over the place. Good Lord. Who is that? Is that Antonio Brown? Just dropped a wide open ball. Come on. Play in the NFL. You can't be doing that. But, yeah, I mean, I think the big key is going to be obviously, and I get a lot of hate for saying this because they're like, well, Lamar Jackson can throw, and he can a little bit. But uh, the secret to beating the Ravens is just to take the run game away from Lamar Jackson. If you oh, force, yeah. if you force him to become just a pure passer, just a pocket passer, and you kind of eliminate the trap option in the quarterback run game, you really put yourself in a good position to win. And I think the Titans have done a great job of that last year in the playoffs, and even this year when they matched up. And I think our defense is going to come through. It's going to be just like last year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Lamar's thrown for 
Like, Tannehill is no freaking stud in the NFL, and Lamar's only – he's thrown for 1,100 yards less than him. So, I mean, that just goes – like, his uh, quarterback rating is 99.3. I mean, that's not very good. Yeah. Well, hey, while we're, while we're talking about picking games, Browns-Steelers. Browns. Who you got? I'm, ta- I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers, too. And it's not because I think they're good. I mean, I, their defense is really good, in my opinion. But uh, it's it's always tough to beat a team twice. And I think this is be, what, the third time they've played this year? Well, that and, – and here's the other thing why I'm, why I'm taking the Steelers. The Browns just, I think, two – a day ago – a day ago? No, Thursday. Sorry, Thursday, the Browns started practicing again because they were – closed for COVID reasons. So there's that. Um, and I just think – I don't think it's the Browns' time yet. I think the Browns have another year. Yeah, I, mean, I think that – I think the Browns definitely have the weapons to win. And I think – I think the Browns have a better chance to go further in the playoffs than the Steelers will. I just feel like the Browns are just coming off a win. I feel like Mike Tomlin's a more experienced coach. And I, I don't know. I just – I think it'll be a close game. Now, I will say this, what the Browns do have in their favor. Steelers lost their last four. Actually, they – no, wait. No, Steelers Steelers beat the Colts, but but they were not on an incredible streak here to end the season because then they they jump out to like a 10-0 record and then then they kind of fell off. 11-0, okay. Then they they kind of fell off, so – the Browns have that in their favor, but I still don't think the Browns pulled out because Cleveland is, is going to have. Is Big Ben still out? Um, no, he's playing. He's, he's playing. playing. Let me tell you why I think the Browns are going to win. I'm taking – I think the Browns have a – like we all saw the high-powered offense that they can have against the Titans. I mean, they dropped, what, 42 40 some, on the yeah. Titans in the first yeah. half? Like Nick Chubb, he's gonna tote the rock just fine. He ain't gonna have any issues. And but I mean, even like you can't stack the box against the Browns because Baker. I mean, he can throw the football, and they have weapons outside. I mean, Austin Hooper is a really good tight end. Like he's no pushover. And then you got Jarvis Landry and Odell. I'm not sure if they're playing or not, but I'm pretty sure they are. But I mean, if they are playing, like you can't. Like, you can't sell out on one thing on defense against them. Like, they can hit you in both ways and beat you in both ways. And then their defense is pretty good, too. I yeah, got they the are. Browns. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure. I mean, I, I can definitely see it going either way there. Uh, what's the other? Spread is six. The other game for tomorrow is Saints-Bears. Uh, Saints-Bears. Uh, beat down. I'm going Saints, yeah. Saints, yeah. I, got, I, I think I think they're going to cover the spread and, and more. Well, how much are they favored? T- by? Ten. Um, ten. Yeah. I think it'll be a twenty-one point game. Yeah, I can see that. But I, I was in, we all kind of have the Saints. We don't really have to go into our reasoning there. But I do want to throw this around because it seems like Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston, and there's been talks about a lot of good landing spots. I've heard Atlanta. And some other places. I think the Bears would be a great spot for Deshaun Watson to end up. What at. is is this going to be a trade or or is this going to be a him him leaving as a free agent? Is this a trade? 
Um, I don't. That's a good question because I don't know how long his contract is. I think he's still. I, I read a report that I, I've read a report that uh, they were saying that they don't want him to. Uh, the the Texans don't want to trade him. Uh that's a. T- I, I mean, I, I understand I, he wants out. I understand that, but I mean, he's got a contract. Um, but and, and a lot of Houston fans are, don't want to trade him. They're like, there's nothing out there that's worth trading him for. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true because the Bears don't really have anything to offer. I mean, Allen Allen Robinson's a good receiver, but when I was here, I was hearing a lot of talk with Atlanta talking about uh, trading Julio for him, but that kind of defeats the purpose of getting Deshaun Watson if you're going to give Julio away. That leaves now, what about a, this? What about this? Jacksonville trades the first overall pick for Deshaun Watson. No, thanks. That's very that's interesting, but I'll be honest with you. I'd rather take draft T Law than get Deshaun Watson. T Law is better than Deshaun. I would rather have Deshaun Watson right now because he's been developed. He's developing in the NFL, and uh, yeah, that that's what I'm going to go with. Because I mean, what weapons do the do the Jaguars have to deal with a rookie quarterback who everybody's just going to quit on whenever he can't win any games because he doesn't have any weapons and he doesn't have an offensive line. So you can't really you think quit on a player that's forty and two in college. Yeah, you can. This okay. isn't college. Sorry, this is the NFL. Yeah. Do you do you think Deshaun Watson would do any better at the Jags though? Because I think it'd be the no same chance. story. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, Jags... go ahead. Like nat- natural talent, I've got to take Trevor Lawrence, and I know Deshaun sure. Watson. I, I, I agree. And so, like, I feel like if you put Deshaun Watson in that situation. I mean, they're in worse shape than Houston, probably, sure. or sim or similar. And sure. we saw what happened with Deshaun Watson this year. So if you just kind of move him to Jacksonville, I don't really know what would change there. Put Mahomes yeah, I mean, on the Jags. He ain't doing much. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Mahomes, I think they'd win. I think nothing. they'd win a lot. I feel like they'd win a lot more than they did this year, but it still wouldn't make a difference overall. It wouldn't make playoffs. They're weak at way too many spots to do anything. I, I still I, trade. This goes back to our conversation the other day. If you're trying to build a team again, because what was it? Three years ago, they were in the AFC Championship game. Two, yeah. three years ago. You know, if you're trying to build a team back to get back to that kind of caliber, um, you you're gonna have to get an offensive line. And you're gonna have to get some weapons around it, because because still, you know, like like we were talking about, you know, you're drafting a quarterback overall who's got nothing. I mean, it, it's gonna be hard for them to succeed in any way. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely feel like if you're a team that's really bad, a quarterback is not always the answer. But I mean, I also, the Browns, the Browns did that for like twelve years, and they finally got Baker, and it's working out okay. But they had to get Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and Chubb and surround and an them with offensive talent. line and an yeah. offensive line. Look at Joe Burrow right now. He spent so much time on his back because since he didn't have an offensive line. Yeah, that's that's the danger you take taking a quarterback. But I also do I also feel like every once in a while there's that once like I feel like Jameis and Mariota when they were in the draft class, they weren't a quarterback you had to have. Like they sure. they they weren't, but I feel like every once in a while you get that like once in a generation type talent that if you don't take it could end up being the biggest just like the Bears passing on Mahomes for Trubisky. And I feel like Trevor Lawrence is somebody that you really can't pass up. Sure. But, I mean, it's going to be interesting because there's so many quarterbacks in this draft class that could be good in the NFL. 
I think Trask is going to be real good. I, I think Mac's going to be an, I think Mac is going to be another success in the NFL. Ooh, yeah, I was about I, to say he was going to be Garbo in the NFL. Why? Why <laughs> it's easy Garbo? to play quarterback when you got a freaking X factor in every position on your offense. Well, hold on, Landon. Hold on, because in an earlier episode of the show, you said you're taking Mac Jones over Tua. Yeah, in college. <laughs> but we're talking. Yeah, well, Tua kind of bought Tua kind of balled out this year. Well, Mac ain't been in the NFL. I, I still take Mac. I still think Mac's going to be a better quarterback in the NFL than Tua. I personally think Justin Fields is going to blow up in the NFL. Honestly, he reminds you know, me. Of, he reminds me of Russell Wilson. I sure, think he's coming this whole to play conver- Monday night, baby. This whole conversation, <laughs> talking about quarterbacks in the NFL, has a lot to do with where they go and what they have around them. Oh, for sure. And I like y'all all, all know I'm a huge Herbert fan, but if Herbert went to the Bengals or like a, a the Jaguars type team, he wouldn't have had the success he had. No. And like Keenan Allen and a pretty veteran offensive line really helped his performance there. Absolutely. And so it's definitely important to where you end up, what coach you get, what scheme they're trying to help you have you run. It all kind of factors in for sure. Well, and I think here's why I think Mac's going to be a better quarterback in the NFL. I think Mac's going to be taken a little bit later in the draft. I don't know if he's going to be a first rounder. He could be, but we, Mac has already seen that he can sit behind somebody who, at that time, is better than him, learn from them, and develop. And, and that's why I think Mac is going to be because I don't think he's going to go and he's going to start playing somewhere right away. I think you know Tampa Bay would be an absolute wonderful landing spot for him. Sit behind Brady for two or three years, develop some more, learn a lot more about the game, and and then go start playing in the NFL. Yeah, uh, I can definitely see that. That was kind of – I definitely can agree with that. I didn't know that was kind of what you were talking about, though. I thought you meant like, you know, you, oh, put, no. them, you I, put them I, on a team right now. No. And, but I think – I think every quarterback that's coming into the – you got the Trey Lance dude from North Dakota State. He was projected like number two at the beginning of the year. It's probably changed now. Sure. And then you got if Ian Book goes, I don't even, I don't know what even year he is. Uh, he's there, a senior. Uh, it's his fourth year. He don't he's suck. Trash. No. He's trash. Notre Dame's trash, but Ian Book can play. I think Ian Book's a good player. I just think he's on a team that doesn't know how to finish. But he, while yeah. we're while we're on this whole topic, let's talk about coaching in the NFL. Urban Meyer meeting with Jacksonville this week. What are your thoughts? Um, you, you know I like Urban Meyer because I'm a, a big Tebow fan. I love Tim Tebow, and I always kind of enjoyed watching him and Urban Meyer, and I think he's a good coach. And I think he'd be – some college coaches, you're like, ah, they're not really NFL material. Like Saban, Saban wasn't NFL material because, I mean, he didn't have control over the draft picks, and he didn't, he didn't do well sitting under a general manager. Sure. Uh, and but I think Urban Meyer could really fit in his personality type and the way he kind of manages a team. It seems like it could work in the NFL. And I well, think I think if you I think if you went to Jacksonville, he'd have a lot of influence on who they. I feel like he his opinion would be valued, and he'd get to make a lot of big decisions. Yeah. So Urban has been reportedly getting a staff together for about a month because um, you know Urban had expressed a little interest in the Texas job and then they obviously talked with Texas 
and that didn't work out, as we know. Uh, but Urban's also interested in the Charger job, in the L.A. job. So, yeah, I would I, love, I would love that. I think, I think he's, I think he's going to go to the NFL. I mean, there's just too much buzz about it, and and it's Urban Meyer, so you know he he would publicly deny something if he's not looking into it, and he's not wanting to do it because we've already seen that with Texas, right? You know, because he said, you know, I don't really want to go to Texas, don't really want to coach in in college anymore. So, you know, we've already seen that. So I, I think I think he's going to go to Jacksonville. I think he'll do pretty well, um, but he's going to have to build some weapons around him. And like you said, I think his personality is going to fit in with a general manager better than Nick Saban would. Yeah, I agree with that. This is, this is what I'll say about Urban at uh, Jacksonville. So he had heart problems when he was winning at Ohio State. You thought he had heart problems then. Wait till he gets to Jacksonville. We're going to have to have freaking all kinds of st- medical staff on the sidelines. Yeah, and I can get into the that urban topic. But I, I think a lot of – a lot. I think the NFL coaching kind of carousel is going to be much different than it is in college. Urban's, urban's going urban's gonna to have other people around him making football decisions, especially with, with a general manager, you know, who we're getting, who we're trading. You know, Urban's going to have stuff to do with that. But but Urban's not going to be solely in charge of that, like when he was a head coach at Utah, and uh, Florida and Ohio State. So so I think that's going to take some of the pressure off of him, and I think he'll be fine. Well, another yeah. thing is you can't recruit in the NFL. So I mean, that's that's Saban's biggest success is that he can recruit the players he wants. You can't do that in the NFL. So Absolutely. Like, so you're going to have to like you can't put like you. I don't care. If you're, I don't, like, I don't know who's a, the greatest coach ever. I don't care who it is. Like they can't, you can't play for them. So I mean, if you don't have the players to win, then you're not gonna win. I don't care what you do. Yeah, look at look at Bill Belichick this year with the Patriots. I mean, if you ain't got the team, it's not gonna happen. If you well, ain't got Skip, the team, Skip you Bayless, ain't got the dream. Skip Bayless thinks that uh, Jim Harbaugh is still the best coach in football. Yeah, I mean Skip Bayless and Jim Harbaugh would be would be a great pair with each other because they're both horrible at what they do, and that's a, <laughs> that, that that one's a, I knew that, that was coming a, too. <laughs> that that's a topic for another day. Absolutely. But hey, I want to thank y'all. Uh, we apologize for the three week hiatus, if you will, not doing episodes, but we are back in business. Be on the lookout for Instagram. Facebook questions, some coaching questions, uh, and all kinds of stuff. And welcome we'll probably our, have an episode out right after the title game. Yeah, we definitely right after them bucks come in and go. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Justin Fields is coming with some hate in his heart this week. Hey, two words, eleven letters, Trey Sermon. Yeah, come. he's nice. Here we come. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take the Heisman winner. <laughs>